This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Since the initial launch of the Epic Game Store just over two years ago, the very idea of yet another digital gaming marketplace has been met with skepticism. And to be fair, it couldn't have been launched at a worse time as far as public perception was concerned. It followed a wave of publisher-exclusive game stores and launchers that had already been making the PC gaming experience a lot less fluid. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? I have to open up Origin now? Also, why couldn't you just call it the EA launcher? Why has it got to sound cool? When it came to larger titles, you were pretty much forced to find and launch the publisher of that game's dedicated app in order to play them after years of almost everything being in one simple, easy-to-use location. Steam. So having yet another big player enter the fray and tell people that they would have to use their launcher to play their popular games, but also debut with announcement after announcement that highly anticipated upcoming titles from other publishers would be exclusive to their service as well, that was enough to anger even the most casual PC gamer. Mm -hmm. There was, of course, a silver lining to all this. Epic Games announced that they would give developers 88% of the revenue for games sold on their platform, which was a substantial increase from the 70-30 revenue split that was standard over on Steam. Almost immediately after this better rev share deal was announced, Steam answered back with a confusing and still less beneficial update to their previous terms. A tiered system where developers would earn more of a percentage the higher their sales were. Yeah. But even at the highest point, the split still wasn't as generous as what Epic was going to launch their platform with. Yeah, and all of that aside, there was another bonus that Epic Games was going to offer in an attempt to drive growth and dig into Steam's market share. Free games! And not just some random crap or even temporarily free access to a game. Just straight up free games, and decent ones too. All given away typically in two-week intervals, although some special events gave away more games at a faster rate. But it was games like Subnautica, Super Meat Boy, Jackbox, Enter the Gungeon, Torchlight. Hell, even massive titles like GTA V, Civ VI, and Borderlands were all just given away for free, uh, among many others. It's been a while, and they haven't stopped giving away free games. Now, obviously, someone had to be paying for these games. They weren't, you know, coming to... Your PC, out of the kindness of the developer and publisher's hearts? No, Epic was footing the bill for all of this, and also taking less of a cut of game sales overall, like we mentioned earlier. Basically, it seems like Epic Games is utilizing the uh, Uber, WeWork, MoviePass method of growth by simply just throwing large amounts of money at something until it works. And, uh, you know, taking the L until then. Yeah. Turning that L into a W over time. Mm -hmm. Get a couple of L's <laughs> together and bend them, you got a W. That's right. And yeah, so far it looks like it might actually be working for Epic Games overall, but the numbers associated with the launch of their platform and its growth in the market over the last two and a half years, pretty shocking numbers. From gamesindustry.biz, a website that always sounds fake, but it's is not. Is not. It's, it's, yeah. it's a real website yeah. that reports on the games industry business. Yeah. Uh, Epic reportedly set to lose at least $330 million in efforts to compete with Steam. Epic Games may lose millions after struggling to recuperate costs from the Epic Game Store following its fight to gain market share from Steam. The Fortnite giant spent around $444 million in 2020 on making the storefront more lucrative to PC gamers, mainly through giving away titles for free and exclusivity deals. And the article goes on to reference the exclusivity models that their storefront launched with and how much was spent on certain titles for that exclusivity, regardless of how well the games performed. They were like, yeah, we're just going to give you a bunch of money, and if it doesn't sell, uh, that's our bad gamble, which pretty unique in the space. Yeah. 
Uh, that, but then it digs into the financials that were exposed by Epic's lawsuit with Apple, uh, where Apple's calculations determined that the Epic Game Store, quote, will not see any profitability until 2027 if it continues to operate this hmm. way. Apple also projects that the store could lose around $600 million by the end of the year. Now, obviously, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney saw the headlines about this information and explained that this is actually a positive, despite how Apple was spinning things. Uh, saying about the $330 million loss, quote, That's right, and it has proven to be a fantastic success in reaching gamers with great games and a fantastic investment into growing the business. Apple spends this as losing money, but spending now in order to build a great, profitable business in the future is exactly what investment is. It's equally true whether you're building a factory, a store, or a game. I. It's a lot of money, though. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, we saw this with Uber. Just, it's it's a not a sustainable business model. You get people used to something that you literally cannot provide forever. Yeah, you are losing money with every. Transaction. So that's the thing. It's like, theoretically, if years down the line, Epic's like, by the way, we're not doing any more free games. Uh, yeah. And we're also, like, even if they decided to cut back on the rev share or anything like that, you've built years worth of a game library that someone's not going to give up. Yeah. You're just going to be like, oh, well, that's where all of my... The, the hundreds of free games that they gave me are just sitting there waiting to be played now, so I'm going to use the service, and they're hoping that while you're there, maybe you'll browse around and buy something else. I haven't used it at all recently, is the UI still terrible? It's not the best. The store is really confusing and... It's like on Steam, like, they, Steam puts so much information, like, on one screen, like, when you're browsing games and whatnot, mm -hmm. and, like, Epic, it's just spread out. There's no real organization to it. It is a bit more confusing to know what's new, what's on sale or whatever. Uh, Steam, a lot of people, I would assume, would think it's, like, obtrusive, but... They do pop-ups that yeah. show you when things are on sale, yeah. like a midweek madness or whatever, and everyone knows right where to go to find the newest games yeah. that are being released. I mean, Epic's, Epic's UI is prettier, but it's a lot less. It's functional. definitely cleaner, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, there's there's problems with it, but uh, back to the whole in, yeah. investing so, yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, spend money to make money. That yeah. whole that whole Uber argument. He's not wrong, Tim Sweeney. It's a it's a pretty clear cut definition of investment and building a company. And the number of installs and active users on the Epic Games Store since its launch are impressive. Over 160 million total PC customers with over 56 million active users in December. Mm -hmm. But you do have to wonder when the free ride is going to come to an end. Because yeah. it will. And uh, whether or not Epic will stay on track and be popular enough to maintain this foothold. Fortnite is still a gigantic game that brings in millions of players each month but their numbers are a far cry from the game's peak back in late 2018 around the time the storefront launched. Yeah, and like that's the thing is like Epic Game Store launched and it's like you have to use this to play Fortnite. And it's like, gah, all right, well, this is the best game in the world. It is the most popular game in the world. So, uh, yeah, and then you, you hope that people stick around and just download all your free games that you're giving yeah. away. But it doesn't matter too much, though, because Epic, they have their hands in a bit of everything. And uh, just after the headlines uh, regarding these losses started circulating, a conveniently timed announcement was made rega regarding further investment from Sony and other investors uh, into Epic Games to the tune of a billion dollars. So they're like, oh, oh, we're losing how much? Well, guess what? 
No problem. Money train is still coming into the station. Uh-huh. From Polygon, quote, Tim Sweeney, the founder and chief executive of Epic Games, said the new investment will, quote, help accelerate our work around building connected social experiences in Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys, while empowering game developers and creators with Unreal Engine, Epic Online Services, and the Epic Game Store. Uh, again, I use the Epic Game Store a lot more now than I ever did, and that's for one reason, Magic the Gathering. Oh. Uh, I you can I, you can I isn't think... it on Steam? Or no, Matt? Wait, it has its own launcher. Yeah, I thought as well. it was a standalone thing. Uh, but no, I used Epic Games to get it, and that's where I have my shit on it. So right. it's I just use that. Um, but yeah, there's been uh, it was like this last December when they were giving out I think like the Civ Six and stuff like that. Where it's just like how yeah why not own another version of GTA Five? Why yeah. not get Civ Six? Yeah. It was just like okay, they're giving all this stuff away. Why not? And now, it, you know, in the months that have passed, it's back to, like, stuff where, like, I'm, I don't even think that I want this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have been using it a lot more. Uh, they had a recent uh, spring sale that was really good. I picked up uh, a PC version of Red Dead 2 for, like, 40 bucks or something like that. So it's fine. It's just, like, another thing to look at. You don't use it at all, really? No. I mean, I, I play, like... A hand, small Adult handful games. of games now, and I, I, I'm really, I dusted off my PS4 recently to start playing Last of Us 2, but I hadn't used my PlayStation in over a year mm -hmm. before that, and yeah, I don't know, I, <laughs> I'm very out of the loop on video games. Well, what about things. like, yeah, we're we're out of touch. What about you in the comments? Yeah. Let us know if uh, if 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 the trick worked. Are you using the Epic Game Store constantly? I mean, Have it, you actually purchased anything from it? I think, outside of like gems in magic every i don't spend a lot on gems every once in a while mm. but like uh uh outside of that i think red dead might be the only thing i've bought and it was because it was on sale for a decent price there but if you buy gems does epic get a cut of that i'm not sure you would you would hope not because that would make them a little bit hypocritical i'd say with the whole apple with thing? their stance on the uh, app store yeah. And how platforms shouldn't be uh, taking money for things they... Well, to, to their credit, they, I mean, they launched the store with a much better rev share than Steam. They did. Yeah. And also, like, it's important to account for the fact that they own the Unreal Engine. And that, that's that been their bread and butter for 20 years. Yeah. And probably a great source of money. So they can... that That's the reason they can afford this little adventure in uh, being a storefront and just burn money like crazy for, <laughs> yeah, for I mean, the next seven years. The, the numbers are... Mind-boggling, but it's like when you get up to that level, it's like, oh, they burned three hundred million dollars. Cool. This, these numbers mean nothing to me right yeah, now. Yeah, this is like you know, this is like someone's uncle working for twenty years on Wall Street. Now, now he has a boat, and you know, the boat is costing him a lot of money. <laughs> the dry docking is very expensive, but all that work, doing the the real work, he uh, he, he now has that boat to fuck around in. And sure. you know, maybe if he gets really good at fishing, the boat will pay for itself. But you know, he's got a lot of a lot of time between now and then. Okay. It's just like that. It's, it's exactly, example. yeah, it's exactly, exactly like that. Anyways, let's move on to um, some very exciting COVID-19 news. Ugh. Demonetized. <laughs> Hidden from your sub box. Yeah, no, I'm Goodbye. not putting any of the tags. We're, yeah. we, we're, all, we're talking about it, but... It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's, uh, wow, they'll get you. Um, yeah, so we certainly learned our lesson, dabbling in a rare bit of optimism last week. Yeah, shame on us. Uh, yeah, honestly, the U.S., doing a great job of rolling out the vaccines in most cases, and restrictions are rapidly going away. So the most important thing to point out here is that as soon as you can get vaccinated, you should. Can't, yes. can't make you do it. I'm not your dad. But you should get but vaccinated. you should get vaccinated. Yes. And uh, today's news 
Sounds a lot worse than it actually is, but the ramifications of this news could make things a lot harder when it comes to getting shots in the arm for, for two main reasons. Uh, first of all, here's the latest. The, the Johnson & Johnson single-shot vaccine, the one that's you know, last of the party, can't seem to catch a break, they keep fucking up in different ways. It, they've hit another setback. Yeah. Turns out uh, it causes blood clots, and um, the deployment of this vaccine has been put on hold here in the U.S. Now, you say no ca- causes blood clots is well, oversimplified. It correlates with... The, it involves blood clots. Yes. But, I mean, if you do literally the bare minimum here and look past the headlines and read about what this actually is, you will find that out of the nearly 7 million people who have been vaccinated with the J&J vaccine, six people have been found to have blood clots that seem to have stemmed from the vaccine. Yeah, six out of... Seven million. Let's repeat that really quickly. Six people out of seven million. That's a couple of zeros after the dot for the percentage. Have reported blood clots. Uh, the the odds are extremely small. But yeah, it is important that they look into this, and they are. With an official announcement of whether or not vaccinations with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine will continue in the coming days after this suggested pause being requested out of an abundance of caution. According to the FDA and CDC, quote, All six cases in the United States occurred among women between the ages of 18 and 48, and symptoms occurred 6 to 13 days after vaccination. Hmm. Now, in comparison to other causes of blood clots, uh, right now it looks like the J&J vaccine affects around 0.0001% of people, whereas uh, birth control pills, they can cause blood clots in around 0.05 to 0.12, and smoking, uh, that can get it up to 0.18%. And uh, when you get an actual COVID infection, like if you get COVID, the risk percentage of a blood clot, uh, it's been shown to jump way up to 16%. Uh, I think the state of New York, like 16% of patients there uh, experience blood clots. So, yeah, 0.0001. Yeah, that's that's definitely some perspective. Like blood clots are bad, but a lot of things can give them to you Mm -hmm. and give them to you at a higher rate than the J&J vax. Also... If you're a dude, who cares? Dudes die more from COVID, the actual COVID. Yeah, but dudes are always getting the short end of the stick with just all sorts of diseases and things going wrong. Um, you know, I, I, this is not, this is, a, this is an L for women, but this is a, a W for dudes rocking. Yeah, Saturdays are for the boys getting I'll, J and J. I'll take two J and J's. Yeah. J here and a J here. I've got the Pfizer coursing through my veins right now. Ugh. Anyway, aside from the risk of developing a blood clot from the J&J vaccine being extremely low, it's good that they are looking into it, but it also really sucks for the overall rollout because, like we were saying, J&J has already run into production and distribution problems that were right on the verge of being a thing of the past. And even the, the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, they're the primary vaccines here in the States. And despite the annoyance of having to get the jab twice, they're really, really effective with the uh, known side effects being uh, a rough day or two for the majority of people as their immune sa- uh, system takes care of them. Yeah. And those are the main vaccines that are being rolled. It's like uh, in California, they were like, OK, yeah, we'll pause the J&J. It's literally three to four percent of our total vaccine yeah. supply. Um, but yeah, again, it sucks. And not just because these headlines are bad and that it could you know, slow down the rollout of the vaccines. The real issue here is that the public response to there being anything wrong with a vaccine at all could be bad. Uh, Despite this J&J issue being extremely unlikely, six people and seven million, all that's needed to sow doubt in the minds of people is a few bad headlines. And for anti-vaxxers, they just got enough ammo to see them through for months of bad faith arguments and misinformation campaigns. They, by by this happening to six people, anti-vaxxers get to be like, called it, we were right. People don't know what they're doing and it's gonna hurt people. 
By the way, there's like, what, 570,000 deaths out of 30 million cases of COVID. So, like, the percentage there is compared to, like, these blood clots astronomically high. The COVID truth or weirdos don't believe those numbers either. They're just like, oh, Yeah. yeah, they're, like, they're just, you know, anyone who dies in the hospital, they're just putting the COVID stamp on their records. You know, you get stabbed, COVID. You had a heart attack, COVID. Don't believe the hype. I'm, I'm. That's not me talking. YouTube. I'm doing an impression of an. That's idiot. an impression of someone. Don't but yes, the, <laughs> this definitely does suck for uh, the fact that it's going to be used for misinformation campaigns, and we yeah. really hope that doesn't happen. And we are excited to see the number of vaccinations in the country continue to rise. But it sucks when you wake up and see headlines like this, knowing that people's minds will be made up before they even read an article. If they even read an article, mm. uh, and hopefully this can all get sorted and people can be reassured once again. And hopefully production and distribution is steady or ramps up. But regardless, please, vaccines are uh, the eligibility is about to open up for everyone. And we know there's going to be a lot of fully booked appointments. Um, again, fan out if you want to get it quicker. Go outside of the major cities if you want. Just get the vaccine as soon as you can so we can get back to normal. Uh, we, we have a split between us. You're a Moderna guy. I'm yeah. a Pfizer guy. House divided. A house divided. Well, we'll see how it goes. Dern gang. The real scientific test is in this room. Yeah. Anyway, before we get to the rest of today's episode, which includes a big ship that you know and love and uh, may even be horny for, (laughs) getting uh, held for ransom now. Yeah. uh, Let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, Purple. As the world becomes increasingly uncomfortable, we're all looking for as much comfort as we can get. Trapped in the middle seat of a plane, crammed into a subway or a bus, or just sitting all day at your shitty desk, we experience discomfort at every turn. So why not make the time you're resting as comfortable as humanly possible? One thing we can always count on is the comfort from purple. It's because purple is comfort reinvented. Only purple has the grid, a stretchy gel material that's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while uh, cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. I don't know how they do it, but it's fantastic. Yeah, because of how it's designed, the grid, it doesn't trap air. Air actually circulates and flows through it, so you'll never overheat. The grid bounces back as you move and shift, and unlike memory foam, that remembers everything. You don't want that. The grid's much better. That's why memory foam has craters and divots. Uh, We both got the purple pillow so we could check out the grid firsthand. And uh, look, it's great. We've talked about it before. Best pillow I've ever owned. Great support. Uh, It always feels like you're using the cold side of the pillow. There's a lot of benefits to it. We really, really enjoy it. But right now, you can try a whole purple mattress risk-free and with free shipping and returns. They'll even have financing available if you need it. Purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world. And right now, you can get 10% off uh, any order of $200 or more. So go to purple.com slash todaydaily10 and use our promo code todaydaily10. That is purple.com slash todaydaily10, promo code todaydaily10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash todaydaily10, promo code todaydaily10. Terms do apply. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Back to the news now with another uh, surprising update on that big, fat, bulbous, thick, veiny boat that blocks the Suez Canal. Uh, The Ever Given. Mm -hmm. Now, we had just assumed that this was behind us now. Yeah. We really thought that the last we'd ever hear of this ship would be when we recited that erotica based on the whole ordeal on Mm -hmm. Weekly Weird News. But no, the Ever Given is lodged into our news cycle just like it was lodged into that damn canal. Mm Mm-hmm. The latest news with this ship is that it's apparently being held hostage, being held for ransom by the local government in Egypt. Yeah. Um, 
So it's not it's not as extreme sounding as that. <laughs> yeah, they don't have it tied up. Yeah, the, the affidavit <laughs> isn't like tied up and like re- reading a, a pre-written statement into a like shitty camcorder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, basically, yeah, the Egyptian government is stopping the Ever Given from leaving its waters until its owners pay one billion dollars in compensation for blocking their canal, and and by, and for blocking all worldwide trade as Briefly. a result, or at least you know fifteen percent of it. And what's Egypt going to do with that billion dollars? Give everyone copies of Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. Yep. It's only fair. From Insider, quote, The vessel will remain here until investigations are complete and compensation is paid, Lieutenant General Osama Rabi, who leads the Suez Canal Authority, told a local news station on Thursday. We hope for a speedy agreement, he said, adding that the minute they agree to compensation, the vessel will be allowed to move. We just need a billion dollars. <laughs> Rabi said Egyptian authorities would demand $1 billion to cover the costs of freeing the vessel. The figure would cover the expense of the equipment and machinery used to clear the way and damage to the canal itself by dredging, while also compensating about 800 people who worked to release the 200,000-ton ship, Robbie said. It would also refund the costs from the blocking of the canal, which ended up causing an epic traffic jam of more than 400 ships on either side of the channel. Robbie did not say how he exactly arrived at that figure. Yeah, you it's know, a round, that's a nice round number, $1 billion. A billion dollars. We had to get the, the, the caterpillars out to, you know, scoop up that yeah. sand. I mean, I don't know for a fact, but if, I feel like the Evergreen Shipping Company probably is good for it. Like, they, they operate around the entire world. Yeah. I'd like company. to think that they really, like, the guy at the Suez Authority was just like, nah, it's a billion dollars. Um, billion dollars. <laughs> Using the method that a lot of people in the United States do when they do lawsuits is like... You just ask for, like, yeah. the most. <laughs> oh, they're only going to give us 500 million? They, yeah, you let them negotiate down, and you're like, all right, you know what, fine. Feeling generous. You yeah. only have to give us half a billion dollars. This is the 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 kind of negotiation tactics you see on Pawn Stars playing out at the Suez Canal. And this is this is how you should negotiate anytime you accept a new job. Yeah, I want a Just billion dollars. Demand a billion. Oh, jeez, how about a million a year? Yeah. We, hey, we got them down to a million we a year. Got them down to a million. Sucker. Everybody's happy. Anyway, apparently the companies with direct involvement in the ship have either absolved themselves of guilt on their own or claim to have had no communication with the local Egyptian government. Uh, quote. Shoei Kisen Kaisha Limited, the Japanese owner of the Ever Given, told the Wall Street Journal it hadn't officially heard from the Egyptian authorities. Eric Kisei, the president of Evergreen Marine Corp., the uh, charterer of Ever Given, said the company was free of responsibility from cargo delays because it will be covered by insurance, <laughs> Bloomberg reported. I hope you guys called AAA because uh, we're not covering this. Yeah, so it kind of looks like everyone's just uh, throwing their hands up in the air and saying, well, it's not my fault. Go talk to this other guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, meanwhile, the ship is stuck once again, except this time it's metaphorically stuck and it's stuck on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, let's uh, move over to the latest on uh, one more of our active characters from this show over the past year. My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, a man who has been slowly but surely uninvited from nearly every conservative news outlet as he continues down his rabbit hole of self-destruction by way of his obsessive loyalty to Donald Trump. This man has slept maybe four hours in all of 2021. Every time we do a video, he, in between each video we do covering him, he sleeps like an hour. Yeah, yeah. that's all he needs. At this point, it seems like even Donald Trump has accepted reality and everyone uh, else who has currently or is currently being sued for billions of dollars by Dominion over it, uh, they're also yeah. like, uh, let's, let's move on. But Mike Lindell... No. This is all he's got. Yeah, this election changed him. Uh, he is on a one-man crusade to fix America, fix social media, 
He's already fixed the pillow industry. Yeah. And now he's going to try to fix shopping and e-commerce in general. What's going on with that David Hogg pillow? Did he? Uh, oh, David Hogg, uh, uh, the liberal pillow. You yeah, mean? the liberal pillow. Uh, David Hogg decided that he has given up and he he Good. divested it himself was, entirely. It was an extremely undignified uh, use of his time. Yeah, it was just like, what if there was a liberal pillow? It's like, like, wait, there's what? other pillows already. There's plenty of pillows. The world doesn't need a fucking a- another activist pillow company. Just <laughs> goddamn purple.com. But, uh, but he uh, he's. He divested himself. He went on Twitter like a couple tweets oh, okay, long, which is like, "I'm going to focus on college." Well, that's another which is win. probably a better w- another win for Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell Take technically that took down David Hogg. Liberals uh, th- th- owned. No liberal pillow. Anyway, you're already well aware of Mike Lindell's attempts to uh, fix the results of the election, and most of you may be aware of his attempts at changing the social media landscape after he was banned from nearly every other platform that exists. But in case you're not. Uh, here's the quick version. Basically, he wanted to create yet another free speech-focused social media app, one that was even better than Parler, so he announced Vocal, <laughs> which he described as a social media platform that's not like anything you've ever seen. Uh, he elaborated on that statement, describing this mind-blowing idea as like Twitter and YouTube combined. Wow. Um, but before he could get Vocal off the ground, he was sued by another company who owned the web rights to the name Vocal, and surprisingly, he actually bent the knee for that lawsuit and just changed the name to Frank. <laughs> which is, look, a terrible name. Hey, I, add me on Frank. Yeah, we uh, the the connection to the character from It's Always Frank Sunny Reynolds. is is a lot funnier than what it's actually meant to represent, which is yeah. just being Frank. Yeah, let me be Frank. It's a terrible name, but uh, whatever. He, here's the latest on Frank. It's <laughs> launching one week from oh, today. Oh wow! L- launching. Uh, there is there's a countdown. He's it's launching. Oddly enough, April twentieth. Uh, so blaze it up. Is it gonna look like uh like Creed Brand? Creed Bratton's website on The Office is just Creed Thoughts. It's like a, a fucking Word document. So you would think <laughs> that with one week from launch, they yeah. would have a better website. Yeah, do we ha- do we- there is a website, but yeah. it, it looks like a child put it together in about five minutes with very limited knowledge of HTML. It's just like an image source and a video source and then like a place where you can... Please don't put your phone number, even if you're joking. There's a place to put your phone number to get uh, VIP access to it. Oh, God. Uh, but the video... Uh, it's really, really the cherry on top. Uh, it's, it's you know, a video explaining what Frank is over the course of two minutes from the man himself who appears to be shooting this video in a hotel room uh, using AirPods as uh, a speaker monitor. Yeah. Uh, but basically, he explains that he's actually been setting up this social media platform for the last four years. No. Uh, and that he has funneled millions of dollars into its development in just the last few weeks. No, you didn't. Uh, look, we'll be sure to check in on Frank after it launches. But in the meantime, it looks like Lindell has plans to disrupt another industry as he continues to waste all of his pillow money on projects that are almost certainly doomed to He's fail. He's a lot like Epic Games. I mean, he makes the money from the pillows like Epic Games makes it from the game engine. And uh, then he, has he funnels that money into his passion, which is uh, overturning presidential elections. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You're, you're wondering what's his next move? Well, it's time for patriots like him to take on Amazon. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah, that's what my ears perked up. Yeah, like, no, okay. go ahead. An, an alternative to Amazon? Do your right? worst. Oh, no, not Amazon. <laughs> my favorite liberal company, Amazon. <laughs> no, whatever would I do? From Newsweek, MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell announces he's launching My Store, a patriotic rival to Amazon. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking on Steve Bannon's war room... <laughs> Pandemic. Colon pandemic. Yeah, war room. Colon pandemic. What a, what a name. Lindell said, I'm looking at another thing we're going to be launching, which is my store, which is a rival to Amazon. 
All right. So a patriotic version of Amazon. Yeah, sounds great. Um, probably lots of buckets of dried food you can buy. <laughs> Always good to have. No, one. no, Elliot. He definitely means a large e-commerce business that pays its employees enough to live the American dream. That's what's yeah. patriotic about it. Yeah. It's, you know, enough to own a home. Uh, you know, enough to be able to afford to raise children, having some time and money available for a vacation, uh, maybe even a solid retirement plan, definitely health insurance, Bathroom right? Bathroom breaks, lunch Th breaks. That all sounds pretty patriotic to us. But no, I, I, I guess we forgot that patriot, uh, patriotism, it literally just means shit like eagles and American flags. That's, that's literally all patriotism is anymore. Yeah. It's Blue Lives Matter stickers. It's haunting. And uh, take it from my cold dead hands yeah. and, and all kinds of no stuff like that. No step on snake. Uh, quote, currently a version of the My Store is on the MyPillow website featuring a range of patriotic and miscellaneous products, including Freedom Flags, Freedom Coffee, USA Flagpole, and conservative books about former President Donald Trump. Uh, Lindell boasted that his online store will include a range of products from, quote, entrepreneurs and investors in a video shared on the site. So not exactly taking on Amazon with this, but, you know, Amazon started off just Jeff Bezos selling books in his garage. So this also has books. Yeah. They're about one topic. We only sell Dr. Seuss books and only the one with the racist depictions <laughs> of Asians within them. Uh, here's a quote from Lindell himself. For years, entrepreneurs and inventors have come to me with products and ideas. They don't know how to market them and I haven't had the time to show them. And now today, I am proud to announce this platform called MyStore.com. I am going to put vetted products from the great entrepreneurs on here, like you see a sampling of them here today. And they're going to change this country. We're finally going to be able to see these products and be able to get these great entrepreneurs, their great ideas, out to you, the public. Ah, okay. Ah, cool. So, it's like a straight-to-consumer Shark Tank with yeah. one judge, Mike Lindell. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, the all, he's the Mark Cuban of this whole thing. Uh, is he going to be eating the manufacturing costs for all the new uh, inventions and innovations come out of this? We're not sure. I guess we'll see. You know, you it, just like on Shark Tank, you could have a bunch of shit that is pointless, but then you, you got one ring. The ring gets bought by Amazon for a billion dollars. Yeah. And there you go. You get all the money you need to fight these. Well, you've paid off one lawsuit, basically, yeah. Mike Lindell. Well, I mean, the the union vote failed. Real, real sad. So you know what? If you if you want to fight Amazon, Pillow Man, be my guest. I'm gonna take my first factory down to Alabama. You know, if Mike Lindell sets up a union pillow factory in Bessemer, yeah. Alabama, I will. I'll support it. I will buy one of his stupid fucking pillows. I'll buy an American flag pen and wear it on this show. Yeah. Made in America by Americans. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, look, hey, competition for Amazon. Let's go. Uh, and he might actually need to launch his own store uh, if he expects to sell any pillows going forward because another major retailer has decided not to sell the MyPillow. And this one, it definitely stings a bit, I'm sure. Costco has announced this week that they will no longer stock the MyPillow in any of their stores. And when speaking to the New York Post about his, uh, this latest news, Lindell, once again, he blamed it on cancel culture. Uh, and he added that uh, the move will end up costing him another $4 million to $10 million in sales annually. So the, the well is uh, drying How up. How much is this guy worth? A lot. He sold so... Dude, uh, my parents had a MyPillow. My wife's parents had a MyPillow. I didn't even know. Anyone who watches Fox News, you buy a MyPillow because it's a statement that you support our ex-president. Also, I'm pretty sure the Costco locations local here stopped selling those pillows a long time ago because I have not seen them. Well, you just got to go down to Orange County. Yeah. Basically, if the vaccine is available, 
you can still get a my pillow yeah. nearby. Probably in the same Two store for one. at the same CVS. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the the manager has uh, his hands full. He's juggling a, a billion dollar lawsuit, uh, producing and starring in documentary films every few months, launching social media platforms, and creating the next Amazon. Real Renaissance. He's, uh, he's yeah. He's, he's a real American achievement. For sure. I am a real American. Fight for what's right to sell my pillows. And uh, a, and a golf club where you could play golf on the toilet. <laughs> it's brilliant. This is one of my inventions. You can play golf on the it's toilet. It's a now. jump to conclusions, Matt. It's got different conclusions on it that you can jump to. I'm going to give this man $5 million. Uh, but look, he's at least he's keeping himself busy. Yeah. And uh, he's definitely not going crazy. Michael Lindell is a shark. If he, he stops, he dies. So he's just got to keep moving forward. He keeps forward. swimming. He's definitely not going through a eight-month-long manic episode. Absolutely isn't. Couldn't possibly. No. Anyway, <laughs> that's your episode. Oh, quick update on Matt Gaetz. Uh, he asked for a meeting with uh, Donald Trump, and Donald Trump said nope. Yeah, and also it came out today that uh, Joel Greenberg, the, 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 other guy. the other guy, has apparently been cooperating with prosecutors for like over a year now. He might have been a honey honeypot. <laughs> Yikes. So, so it sounds like Matt Gaetz might be fucked, but I guess, I guess we'll know at some point. Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't watched uh, Weekly Weird News from this week, it was long. We read a lot of pornography. Yeah. I intentionally, very, very honestly and intentionally answered the questionnaire uh, honestly. And I was like, okay, it's demonetized, just as I expected. And then like six hours later, YouTube monetized the video. So someone manually... They're went, like, this is good uh, shit. No, this erotic is too good. I can't demonetize this. More people need to see this. So uh, whatever, I'll take it. The algorithm has learned satire. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. well, it's learning. Look That's out, good. world. So check out that if you want to hear us read a bunch of ship erotica. And also a new episode of News Dump. Check both of those out. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.